Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. One more week closer to cruising. Cannot wait for the Nassau cruise in just a few weeks here. Sherry Laskin is here with Cruise News and also breaking down some more cruise news uh, with the CDC relaxed guidance and the new pending, or I guess not really new, but pending lawsuit against uh, the CDC from the state of Florida and a couple of other states that have joined in. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, will be here later on in the program. Next week, we will resume ship reviews again. Yes, I am uh, I'm excited to say that because it's been a... It's been a heck of a 14 months, I'm not going to lie to you, in uh, more ways than one. So right to Sherry Laskin with Cruise News. Hello, Sherry. Hello, Doug. A judge has spoken on the Florida and CDC lawsuit. The state of Florida's lawsuit against the CDC went to federal court in Tampa. The judge ruled that the CDC and the state of Florida must go through mediation and come to a settlement regarding when to resume cruising from Florida. June 1 is the deadline for mediation. And as a result of the upcoming meeting, the CDC has eased up a bit on their health and safety guidelines. They've relaxed restrictions on mask wearing for those who are vaccinated, saying that masks aren't needed now by outdoor pools and that those who are vaccinated can independently go ashore rather than in a ship-led shore excursion bubble. So if 98% of crew and 95% of passengers are fully vaccinated before cruising, then the cruise lines can bypass the once-required non-revenue-simulated cruises. Okay, so this Florida judge passed it on to a mediator. Now, is that common in lawsuits to kind of, you know, a mediator is basically saying, hey, you guys work this out yourselves? Yeah, they're an impartial person, basically, that sits down with two parties and sort of just sits in the background while these two, you know, it's like a, like a divorce, too. You know, you have the two parties and they try to come to some amicable agreement mm-hmm. that everybody likes. And then the mediator documents it and says, good job. And everybody goes home. And then they wind up fighting over the washer and dryer. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Royal Caribbean has made some itinerary changes for the summer. Yeah, it's nothing super drastic, except there is one change that I'm excited to learn. Uh, First of all, Quantum of the Seas will now remain in the Asia-Pacific region for the foreseeable future rather than reposition for Alaska cruises. Odyssey of the Seas was originally scheduled to debut in Civitavecchia, Rome, with Western Mediterranean cruises this summer, and then they changed the itinerary and debuted a Haifa, Israel, And then that was just changed due to all the unrest in the area. So now the ship is scheduled to debut at Port Canaveral sometime this summer. Awesome. We're getting that ship and then we will get Mardi Gras. A lot of ships here on the East Coast. I'm loving it, Cherry. I know. This is very exciting. Then we've got Adventure of the Seas, which was originally scheduled to cruise out of Barcelona, is now going to head to Nassau beginning in June. Vision of the Seas was going to do summer cruises from San Juan, is now going to depart from Bermuda. Jewel of the Seas, summer cruises from Northern Europe have been changed to departures from Cyprus. And finally, Anthem of the Seas, European sailings have been changed to British Isle cruises departing from Southampton. And these cruises are available only to fully vaccinated British citizens. 
I've seen three different points here that Celebrity put out, and it's one of the big travel companies, conglomerates, put this out yesterday to their agents. Um, and I'm wondering if you have heard or seen this. They're basically saying that you know if you're sailing out of St. Martin, like on Celebrity, back-to-back sailings are now okay if you're fully vaccinated. They're also saying fully vaccinated guests, masks are not required either indoors or outdoors, as long as you, have, you know, stay a safe distance from each other. And fully vaccinated guests may go ashore on their own, but they must follow the local regulations if there are any. This came from Celebrity from one of the big travel agency groups yesterday. Have you heard any of this yet? I have not, but it really does sound like the new CDC guidelines, yeah, you know, so, on land. You know, you don't need a mask indoors if you're vaccinated, but just stay a safe distance from people that aren't mm-hmm. wearing a mask. Very, so, uh, very exciting. You know, Hopefully, that's on Celebrity. So hopefully, my Royal Caribbean cruise in Nassau, since that will also be a fully vaccinated ship, hopefully those rules will apply over in the Bahamas as well. Have you heard how they're going to check who's actually been vaccinated? You know what? They haven't said anything yet about that. So we'll we'll yeah. see how they do it. Yep. It's going to be interesting. Uh, so Alaska, uh, your old stomping grounds, the bill passed the Senate. And now it's supposed to go to the House at some point. And uh, for the listeners who don't have any clue what I'm talking about, what bill are we talking about? Okay, so this bill goes by the name of the Alaska Tourism Recovery Act. It was created by two Republican Alaska senators to allow cruise ships coming up from the lower 48 to be exempt from the Passenger Vessel Services Act and thereby omit the required service call in Canada. So, as you said, the Senate passed the bill last week, and it now goes to the House of Representatives. If the House passes the bill, it then goes to President Biden to sign and become law. But until that happens today, it's what? It's just a bill. And even if the bill becomes law and cruise ships won't need the required port call in Canada, the ships still need time to prepare to return to cruising. Plus, the CDC still needs to finalize their requirements to let ships resume. And with an already short Alaska cruise season that historically would end in mid-September, whether or not this can even happen still remains to be seen. But, you know, it is possible if they can get ready for a late summer season. So let's see if I remember Schoolhouse Rock correctly. It was Schoolhouse Rock, right? It was Schoolhouse Rock. It's just a bill. On Capitol (laughs) Hill. And then it goes to the House after the Senate. And then the president signs it, right? Right. Okay. And if he doesn't sign it, where does it go? <laughs> Back to Capitol exactly. Hill. Exactly. <laughs> the big vicious circle. Uh, yes. So here's some other good news. For speaking of Port Canaveral, Carnival Mardi Gras is scheduled for your hometown really soon. Yeah. So not a lot of details, but what we do know right now is Mardi Gras is scheduled to arrive at Port Canaveral on June 4th with no fanfare or celebration planned at that time. The ship will provision and then head back out to sea until further notice. End of story. <laughs> and man, there's a lot of a uh, lot of Port Canaveral stuff here. Also, we have Disney detailing the new Disney Wish. Yeah, so Disney Cruise Line unveiled a little bit of the design details for Disney Wish, the fifth ship in their fleet. The cruise line said that the feeling of and they call it enchantment is the inspiration behind what will be an entirely new design for this ship. The enchantment theme will include fairy tale castles, forest creatures, and of course, under the sea. Also represented on board will be the themes from Disney movies, Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel Comics. Disney Wish is the first of three new Disney ships set to launch through 2025. They'll be larger than Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy, and all will be powered by liquefied natural gas. 
And also being detailed last week was the upcoming Norwegian Prima. Yeah, so, you know, little by little, they let out more details. So these are the ones that just came out cover its dining and outdoor spaces. Norwegian Prima will have more outdoor deck space than any existing ship in the fleet. And they're going to finally add a wraparound promenade. There will be multiple infinity pools and outdoor walkways. Over at the Haven, all 107 suites will be located aft and convenient to their private elevators as well as their private spaces. For dining, the new food hall will feature 11 eateries, including their popular Q Texas Smokehouse and, of course, Starbucks. And among these will also be an ice cream venue, a rotisserie restaurant, and a tapas food truck concept. So when launched in the summer of 22, Norwegian Prima will begin with Northern Europe and UK cruises. Then in late September, the ship will head across the Atlantic and eventually dock in New York City. After a series of cruises from Galveston and Miami, the ship will reposition to its new home port of Port Canaveral for the winter months. And then come spring, wash, rinse, repeat, the ship leaves for New York and then back to Europe. And the smallest of all the NCL ships, Norwegian Prima, will weigh in at 142,500 gross tons and accommodate just over 3,200 passengers based on double occupancy. I have a business idea. We should invest. You're already down there. So we should invest in um, a couple of rental properties because they don't have that many beds down there at Port Canaveral. There's going to be a lot of ships. So either that or we build a hotel. Oh, I'll go for either. That's fine. Or we can get a fleet of travel trailers. There we go. Just buy a piece of property, put them all on there, like a little campground for cruisers. There you go. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Listener question here comes from Jim. Is it better to book the new ship right when it goes on sale or give it some time for the people that pay deposits to back out and then maybe hope for a lower price? Hi, Jim. And, and, you know, that's an interesting question and not one that we haven't heard in a while, I think. So, you know, as I've always said, if you want a particular stateroom location, book early. And then watch for any promos or discounts that come up um, that you might be able to apply to your reservation. There are limits, though, and sometimes, you know, the fine print says cannot apply to existing reservations. But if you want a particular cabin location, like, say, an aft stateroom where you have this beautiful view off the balcony, booking right when a new ship goes on sale will also depend on when you want to go. So if you're booking 18 months after launch and if you have happens to be off season, then sure, you might get a good price right away rather than wait. Deposits refunded without penalties can happen at least two months before sailing. So that would mean that if you're hoping that, you know, inventory drops and the prices also drop, if you're willing to wait until the last minute, you know, then it's a gamble that if you're willing to take, it might pay off, but you might end up with a not so fabulous stateroom either. So, So, Just book early and then, or book late. But um, yeah, don't wait for people to cancel if that's your goal, because that's probably not a great idea. Excellent advice. Been talking with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. As always, thank you, Sherry. And it's uh, it's good to be back. We've done, uh, we've recorded uh, the last month of me being on the road from a campground or a truck stop somewhere. So it's good to be back in the studio, at least for a couple of weeks. It is, and I'm glad it's you that (laughs) doing the remote and not me having to rely on some ship's internet in order to do our newscast. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. 
You're listening to Cruise Radio, the trusted voice of the cruise industry. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com top industry stories from around the world and how they'll impact your next vacation every weekday morning on cruise radio news let's unpack a couple of big stories out there with Stuart chiron the cruise guy from cruiseguide.com hey Stuart. hey dog how's it going i can't complain jumping right in how do you interpret the judge sending the florida and cdc lawsuit to mediation was it a smart move or was it just passing the buck well doug uh, I, I i put it as uh what the judge did was he punted Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know he 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 didn't want to have to to weigh in. I mean, there's there's a bunch of uh, uh, different scenarios that uh, you could really take place. One, you know, it was a hot potato. He didn't want to deal with it. Two, you know, it's you know a couple of kids. You guys need to go off in a corner get this resolved. Uh, or uh, you know, CDC, it's not looking good for you. Um, you know, the industry, you know, the cruise industry uh, is correct with its lawsuit. And if you want to save face, um, you know, I'll give you guys uh, a couple weeks to uh, get this, uh, you know, get this resolved. The reality is, uh, by June 1st, from what I'm understanding anyways, Doug, that the cruise industry and the CDC should have their negotiations wrapped up. Uh, The good thing is that um, the discussions um, as of late have been very fruitful, uh, they're they're actually working through and, and renegotiating uh, issues on a daily basis now, versus you know every couple of weeks or every couple of months. Uh, it's happening daily, which is a very good sign. So, you know the the end result is that uh, it could be uh, resolved outside of um, this process, uh, just simply between the cruise industry. Could mediation expedite this? Well, it it, it just the, with the lawsuit, it pr- it it provided a definitive conclusion. So mm-hmm. if the judge had ruled one way or another, that would have been it. Um, if you know the cruise industry want, you know prevailed, then uh, you know they they would be able to be you know start at a certain point. If the CDC prevailed, then it, it could embolden them to just you know drag this out indefinitely. So, but the the, the putting putting the legal process aside, the the industry has been working well with the CDC. Um, on a daily basis to to get this to get this moved because essentially the the mounting pressure the public outcry everything that's been going on has taken a toll and I think the administration is is pressuring them to let's let's get this done let's switch gears here there's been a little back and forth between um, Frank Del Rio which is Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings president and Florida's governor uh, Ron DeSantis about vaccines actually for the folks who aren't familiar with this story can you break this down and what's the update here well essentially 
the you know you have cruise lines like Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, which oversee which owns Norwegian Cruise Line, uh, Oceana Cruises, and Region Seven Seas. So they're the third largest cruise operator in the world. I'd hardly call them small, and I'm referring to you know essentially the governor, Florida's governor, last week. Um, what has been prodded in over and over and over again by the media asking for clarification and asking if he's going to, you know, cave to the industry. But the reality is, Doug, airlines are required to check for proper vaccinations if required by other governments of other countries where passengers could be flying. An example is if you're taking a cruise out of um, Athens this summer or, or any EU country, American passengers are going to be required to show proof of vaccination. So the airline, at the um, you know uh, when you're when you're getting ready to leave the United States, they're going to require it. So the same thing would hold true that a cruise line that is requiring it and or you know the destination you're visiting is requiring it, the cruise line has to uh, verify that you are that you meet the, the requirements and and you have to show proof of vaccination. So whether it's an airport or seaport, it doesn't matter. Federal law would certainly, uh, you know, override any state laws that would be in there. And specifically in the state of Florida, with this new law, it does, you know, there is there is a provision that says this subsection does not otherwise restrict businesses from instituting screening protocols consistent with authoritative or controlling government-issued guidance to protect public health. So, I mean, but the industry itself, Doug, right now is staying out of it. Yeah. What they would need to get through right now is is the CDC. Uh, they, the industry believes that these other issues will work itself out. Other states have also come up. You know, Texas had been working, uh, you know, to try to push something like this through, and apparently, I think Alabama was on the verge of of putting something like this through. But again, federal law would trump the state law. We definitely don't want to see cruise ships leave Florida, but I guess that news, if it were to get to that level, could be good news for other states, right? It it, it could, Doug, in, in theory, but the reality is it's not going to, it, it, it should never even get to that point. Yeah, I hope not either. It would be obviously, you know, devastating, but there, there's no way that it, 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 it can do, it, you know, that, that'll come to pass. As of us talking right now, which is late in the evening of Wednesday, May 19th, how is the relationship between the CDC and cruise lines? Because we've pretty much seen more guidance over the past 14 days than we have over the past 14 months. You're absolutely correct. And, that, and that's why there's continued optimism. The end, the end is, is going to be, you know, the, the resolution to this is close. So, you know, it has greatly improved. There's much more optimism on both sides. There's definitely a reason why everybody wants to get this done. The CDC has said a couple of different things about test cruises. For one, if you're fully vaccinated, if the ship is fully vaccinated, rather, you don't, you could bypass test cruises. If it's not, you still have to do them. Where do we stand with these test simulated voyages? Well, that's what the CDC is requiring for cruise lines to operate ships and be able to skip the testing phase, so, which meaning the the testing the test uh, cr- you know cruises. So if cruise lines want to you know immediately resume operation, then they would have to require 95% of the passengers, 98% of the crew, to be fully vaccinated. Now I think it's it's important to understand that this is a very fluid situation, 
and these guidances um, are changing frequently. So if, for example, look, the cruise lines want to start, and if that's what it takes for them to be able to, you know, start sooner than, you know, having to wait several months, then that's what they're going to do. You'll, you'll find more cruise lines making their uh, proclamations that they're going to require passengers and crew to be vaccinated. I mean, we have ships uh, sailing into um, Miami, Port Everglades, uh, Port Canaveral, um, you know, into Galveston, Mobile, Alabama, and today with, uh, you know, San Diego and other ports where, you know, the, crew, the ships are sailing in and getting the onboard crews, which are minimal, um, vaccinated. Um, if that's what it takes, then they'll do it. But, you know, let, let's say they started that way, Doug. I mean, you know, we could see, you know, maybe in, in four months or three months that uh, those, those requirements are, not going to, are no longer going to be um, in, in action. So uh, it, it could change. So sure. it might just be, it could just be, you know, maybe the first, you know, month of sailings before the guidance is updated and uh, they're allowed to not have to require people to be vaccinated. But, uh, you know, we just want to, we just want, the industry wants to get going. Sure. You said 95% vaccinated, which means five un. Is that kids or could it be anyone? No, it, it could be anybody. Gotcha. It, it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about age groups. And, uh, you know, I think initially we may, you know, now that the age group for, um, you know, people to be able to get vaccinated has now dropped down to 12 there may be cruise lines that would be then required to make all passengers 12 and over um, have to uh, be uh, vaccinated. And in under 12, um, they, they would have to just have a negative uh, PCR test. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, but you know, they, they won't be able to exceed that 5% threshold, whoever it is. Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, again, I think that those cruise lines that are going to skip the test cruises are more than likely just going to require everyone because, you know, 5% is nothing. Sure. I mean, it's a few people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and require them to, uh, you know, to, you know, require everybody to be vaccinated. But again, it, it, it's, it's for a, an indefinite period of time. It could be, it could be two weeks, it could be two months. Well, we're one day closer than we were, so that's, that's good. Been talking with Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy from cruiseguy.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. Stuart, thanks for giving us a look behind the curtain, buddy, and we'll talk to you next time. My pleasure, Doug. Talk to you soon. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.